Hi, I'm Edwin. And I'm Andrew. Sound the battle cry. Two men, 15 minutes, eternal impact. Welcome to Text Talk. For the Lord, gird your armor on, stand firm, everyone. Hey, Edwin. Hey, Andrew. Hey, man. It's our first time back uh, in the studio since... um, well, what about a, a week or two before the hurricane? Well, we, we had gotten it's, it's a week or two since we recorded the day before the hurricane. Well, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> that the uh, being back in the studio though, yeah, because we we had tried to get ahead. Yes, and uh, I I am very thankful that that the pod uh, that the hur- uh, <laughs> that the hurricane did divert, and so where we were was not badly affected. Yes, however, it was a terrible hurricane. It was. And our hearts and prayers are with the people in South Florida. Oh, man, yeah. And it was uh, way worse than what I thought it was going to be. Well, absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, the the really, I don't know what word I want to use here, what adjective, when we were recording the last week of episodes, it was, we were, it was breathing down our neck. It looked like yeah. it was going to come right down it us. But really actually, did. But actually, at the time, it did not look like it was going to be as bad when it hit us. Yeah. So we yeah. were able at that time to joke around a little bit. Listening yeah. last week to what we had recorded beforehand, I know after it had happened, sounded a little insensitive. Yeah, did not mean it to sound that way. No, that was you so, know when uh, you're doing things a week or two ahead, and there's some nervous energy, and that's exactly just don't know what's going to happen by nervous the time these episodes the right drop. Word. Yeah, but again, I certainly want to communicate, uh, you know, some relief. Um, but at the same time, great concern yeah, yeah. Uh, for the people of South Florida. You're in our hearts and our prayers, and we just uh, we really appreciate you, uh, appreciate you so much. In fact, how about you kick off today with a prayer for them? I'd be glad to. Our great God and Father, we are so glad that we can come to you in prayer. Lord, you teach us and train us in your word to cast our cares upon you because you care for us. And it's a difficult time now, we know, for for uh, countrymen, for neighbors, for, for brethren, um, trying to rebuild and put pieces back together uh, in, in the path of that, that awesome storm. Um, Father, we're learning in the Psalms to look to you as the true refuge. And Father, we know when there are storms and hardships that you do not forsake us, but we must cling to you throughout those things. And in the days and weeks that follow, uh, put our trust in you, Father, as your provision is there. And we pray, Father, that it might come in the hand of of mercy from and help and aid from uh, neighbors and countrymen and brethren. And so we pray, Father, your grace and your mercy upon all those greatly affected by the hurricane, that they might know that they are loved, and that, that Father, through all of your providential working, you might meet every need. Uh, for the glory of Jesus, in his name we pray, amen. Amen. Well, Psalm 60 is where we are this week. Yes. Since we are able to continue on, and God has seen fit for Text Talk to continue another week. I'm going to read from the English Standard Version. It's got kind of a lengthy heading here, so we'll start with that in Psalm 60, English Standard Version. To the choir master, according to Shushan Aduth, a mictum of David, for instruction. When he strove with Aram Naharaim and with Aram Zobah, And when Joab, on his return, struck down 12,000 of Edom in the Valley of Salt. O God, you have rejected us, broken our defenses. You have been angry. O restore us. You have made the land to quake. You have torn it open. Repair its breaches, for it totters. You have made your people see hard things. You've given us wine to drink that made us stagger. You've set up a banner for those who fear you, that they may flee to it from the bow. 
that your beloved ones may be delivered. Give salvation by your right hand and answer us. God has spoken in his holiness. With exultation, I will divide up Shechem and portion out the vale of Sukkot. Gilead is mine, Manasseh is mine, Ephraim is my helmet, Judah is my scepter, Moab is my washbasin. Upon Edom I cast my shoe, over Philistia I shout in triumph. Who will bring me to the fortified city? Who will lead me to Edom? Have you not rejected us, O God? You do not go forth, O God, with our armies. O grant us help against the foe, for vain is the salvation of man. With God we shall do valiantly. It is he who will tread down our foes. Yeah, I sure appreciate you reading that there, uh, Psalm 60. I will have to say it's a, a shorter psalm, really. In my Bible, it's only 12 verses. But it has one of the longest title portions uh, that really we've seen. There's all kind of information in there. Uh, we're told uh, it's got a, a tune, right? And yeah. a new tune, it's not about the de destroyer anymore. It's no longer do not destroy. Right. However... So Yes. Sorry. No. I go will ahead. say this was apparently another top forty hit. Is that right? Even though you don't find this phrase Shushan Eduth anywhere, I believe this one is transliterated because that word Shushan is a singular term where it's more commonly in the plural in the titles, but it's a, a word that means lilies. Okay. And we do find that in this psalm, in the heading of this psalm, and in three others, in Psalm 45, Psalm 69, and also in Psalm 80. I appreciate you talking about that. The, the New King James goes ahead and, and translates that. So oh, it does says, it? Yeah, it actually gives it as lily of the testimony. Okay. But and, it is lily. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So in Psalm 80, the ESV goes ahead and, and puts it in the English according to the lilies, okay. a testimony, because there in Psalm 80, it's plural. Mm -hmm. Anyway, we do find this lilies, mm -hmm. I don't know, maybe an ancient version of Lily of the Valley. I mean, I wondered. <laughs> it's so catchy. It's so, <laughs> I, we, we probably shouldn't try to sing it to that tune. No, not that we didn't try a little while ago, but it just didn't match up. Maybe in the bass altar here. <laughs> maybe it we'll should, get there. Maybe we'll get there. All right. Anyway, we, we do see this one. This this one's used a couple times. Yes. Uh, so we've got an information there about a tune. We're told again that we're dealing with a uh, mictum of David, which we've seen that before, uh, to a chief musician. We get some historical setting here as well. Mm -hmm. uh, apparently a song of... I don't know, either triumph or memorializing, we'll say, what sounds like a great victory, uh, where Joab has gone and has fought, and they've beat back thousands of Edomites. We, we have, back in 2 Samuel chapter 8, and also in 1 Chronicles chapter 18, we learn about David uh, fighting up to the north in Zobah, mm -hmm. and possibly in Mesopotamia, which Mesopotamia means between the rivers, Aram Naharaim which is what the ESV has here in the heading. I don't know what the New King James did, but that, that means... Syria of Zobah. Okay. Well, the Aram Neharaim means land between the rivers. Oh, yeah, Mesopotamia. Yeah, that's yeah, it there. means the same thing. And the, Oh, yours says Mesopotamia? Yeah, mine actually says Mesopotamia. Okay, yeah. yeah. So, so Sorry that's about that. I got ahead there. Neharaim. And then the Zobah, right. and that's what we find in uh, 2 Samuel 8 and in 1 Chronicles 18. And then apparently something happened down in Edom, mm -hmm. and they go down and have a battle there. The heading looks all victorious, 
We're going to find the psalm. The psalm seems a little bit more tragic. I mean, it's really kind of mixed. It's almost, to me, I read it almost like it's written in two time periods or something. We'll have to talk about that Uh, as the week goes on. But then, you know, there's something, I won't say entirely unique, but it's certainly new to us in our title so far, Mm -hmm. because it says that this is for teaching or for instruction. Yes, we don't see that in any of the other titles, no. and that, that is surprising to me because it's not like this psalm is, is really unique in its need for that or in the desire of the author for it to be for instruction. I know there's a couple of times in the Bible, for instance, back in Deuteronomy chapter 31 and verse 19, God told Moses, I'm going to give you a song. It's for instruction. Mm-hmm. Instruct the people in this psalm, and that's yeah. that's where we get what's often called the Song of Moses in Deuteronomy 32, and it was supposed to be taught to the people so they would know what was coming, right. how they were supposed to behave. Right. We also find in 2 Samuel chapter 1, where Jonathan and Saul have been slain in battle, and David writes a lament for them, mm-hmm. and he specifically says it is to be instructed or taught yes. to the people of Judah to the people of Israel. So here are these writings very specifically for instruction. I don't quite know why out of the 150 in our Psalter, this is the only one that highlights that use of the Psalms as if it's somehow supposed to be more uniquely for instruction. instruction. I don't know. But I, I think it does explicitly state that one of the purposes of the Psalms is to instruct. Yeah. Um, and that there is a didactic value, a teaching value in the content of these poems. I think we see this in two two ways. First of all, the psalm itself is to be taught, mm-hmm. learn the psalm, okay. but also the psalm is for learning. I'm supposed to learn something from it. Poems for us are typically about emoting, yes, feeling, yes. And so with, with, with poems, we are entertained, we are enthused, we are excited, we're comforted, sometimes we're shocked, sometimes we're encouraged, but we do find out that when it comes to singing for the psalmist, and really for us, it is also about instruction. Yeah. And, and that should not be surprising to us as Christians. Would you agree with me? I do agree with you. I, I was going to say that you were reminded as well that these things were written uh, for our instruction and for our learning, uh, according to Romans, but they are written in basically oral societies, and that there is a tremendous value in song in oral societies as a mnemonic device, you know, help us to remember things and uh, perhaps even order things. And, you know, appreciating that Psalms were sung or chanted originally, uh, that that's a key component of communicating important messages and stories in those oral societies. When we sing, we do get to express our emotions Mm-hmm. And so singing is an emotional experience, yet for us as Christians, it is also an instructional experience. Yes. I think we need to remember that. I, I'm thinking of Ephesians chapter 5 and verse 19, where Paul says, addressing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody to the Lord with your heart, giving thanks always and for everything to God. And even uh, along with that in Colossians 3.16, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. I think in Ephesians, let me throw this out, in Ephesians, I think we're supposed to be seeing 
a word picture of contrast. He's been he's been talking about the fact that we're not supposed to be like what we were when we were in the world. Sure. He's talking about how we're supposed to expose the works of darkness. Mm -hmm. And then he gets to this idea of singing and he actually makes a contrast because he says, don't get drunk with wine for that's debauchery, but be filled with the spirit addressing one another in Psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. I think between the lines and maybe not super between the lines, it's probably actually there on the surface. If we're just paying attention that he's contrasting gather when, when Christians get together, Versus when the worldly get together. When the worldly get together, what do they do? They drink, they party, they sing their drunken songs, mm -hmm. and their songs often encourage them to continue in their works of darkness. Yeah. Whereas when we Christians gather together, we sing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, being filled not with liquid spirits, yeah. but with the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. And our songs contain the wisdom and the will of God, and they are for, yes, they allow us to express emotion. They allow us to express that comfort and that encouragement, but they are also for edifying, for instruction, for teaching, for admonishing one another in the wisdom and will of God. Yeah, I love that. I think, and, and just to kind of build on that a little bit, when you think about uh, the specific role of teaching as well as warning, we've talked about that from time to time, and probably we have in this Psalm 60 an excellent example where we're going to get warnings as well as uh, teachings. But I, I noticed in Colossians passage particularly that Paul used the same two words to characterize his preaching of the gospel. In Colossians 1 verse 28, him we preach, warning every man and teaching every man in all wisdom that we may present every man perfect in Christ. Mm -hmm. There's an expectation in the preaching that there will be warning and that there will be teaching. Mm -hmm. And it's the exact same two words that you have in Colossians 3 that when the congregation is singing and chanting to one another, this content, these lyrics, there is teaching and there is warning. That's cool. I've never made that connection before. That That is really... And, and so it's not just what the preacher does from the lectern that does that for us. It's what we do with one another as we are singing. Absolutely. For instruction. Absolutely. <laughs> I know we're going to talk a lot, even though it's a shorter psalm, I know we're going to talk a lot about it this week, so I'm excited. How about we go ahead and wrap up today with a prayer? Our great God and Father, thank you, Lord. Thank you for the opportunity to have this uh, devotional reading and time together on Text Talk again. Uh, we thank you, Father, for this psalm as we look at Psalm 60, and that we are reminded and encouraged, Father, that you teach us in so many ways. And certainly, Father, you teach us in these psalms. We pray, God, that we might learn good lessons and our lives would be changed and we would be a blessing to others. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thanks for talking about the text with us today. I'm Edwin Crozier, and I'd like to invite you to join the Christians who meet on Livingston Avenue in Lutz, Florida, this Sunday for our Bible classes and worship. You can find out more at christiansmeethere.org. Check out our daily written devotional that goes along with today's episode. You can find a link for it in our show notes. Michael Eldridge sang all four parts of our theme song. You can get more from him at acapeldridge.com. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review Text Talk in your favorite podcast app so others can find it and learn about it more easily. Have a fantastic day. Steady, steady, pass the word along. Onward, forward, shout aloud, Hosanna. Christ is captain of the mighty throne.